Welcome, everyone, again to the District Church Podcast. Um, I'm Travis, and I have with me Matt, your co-host. Welcome my to my co-host. welcome to my basement, friends. We're glad that you're here. Um, on this edition, we have something special in store uh, in our uh, our in our unfiltered, unscripted conversations that form us. We've talked a lot about the District Church over the past five years, and we've talked about some. Um, sermons that we've preached through and some topics and we're going to keep those going so we just continue to say any questions that you've got or things that you want us to kind of talk about let us know Mm -hmm. but on this particular podcast we've also talked about halloween we've talked about halloween you want to know any historical background for any holidays you did a great job with the history and uh we i think that was a great conversation uh, Robert Beard already accepted our apology for not hitting Ireland and Samhain exactly. on the nail. So that we don't ramble, we're <laughs> going to jump right into the topic today. And the topic is Matt Cantrell. Let me just say a couple things. Um, we've talked about a lot of different things, but we've not really introduced you, Matt. And probably a majority of people um, don't know much about you. Okay, they they don't know how bad your knees are. I feel like that's probably do. what people they know. probably know how bad your knees are. But you know what, uh, Matt, you are a resident um, with us, and you have been for the last year. And we're coming up on completing a year uh, in, in residency, and uh, it's been awesome. At which point, I get your job. <clears throat> Actually, I don't want your job. I take is it that back. How that, is that how that works? Okay. No, thank you. Well, but but what a lot of people, I think there's probably some things, um, obviously people know that you're married to Anna, mm-hmm. that you have two boys right now with none on the way, correct? I don't I don't think there are any on the way. I okay. think we just have the six-month-old so, and the two-year-old. Micah, the two-year-old, Benji, the six-month-old. Six mm-hmm. months, wow. Almost seven. And you have a dog named Dundee. Mm-hmm. Not, Put another shrimp on the barbie. Not after Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> oh, not. Okay. Reference, move that out. The Office. I don't want to explain more. The Dundees. The Dundees. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for the reference. You are a KU fan, though you went to K-State. Yeah. Makes zero sense. There's hardly anything good from K-State. Just just purple people eaters is what I just I just there's there's just something about that wildcat emblem that just is is so unJesus like in its prominence. <laughs> okay, move on. We so, just did the no rambling and then he gave me a wink. It's okay. So no rambling. We know this about Blank. you. We know that you hail from the Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. We know that you have a sister and brother-in-law who are currently serving. Um, whether you say on the mission field or they're just pastors over in South Africa, mm-hmm. and your mother and father both live in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, what else? What else do we need to know about you, Matt? Before I ask you some questions, I wanted you to give all of my background. Actually, we test you. Um, yeah, I was actually I was I was born in Colorado. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I wow. was born in Colorado. Lived there till I was about seven. 
crazy fact. My house was burgled the same day as the Columbine uh, shooting, wow. like 15 miles away or something like that. Uh, moved to Kansas City, lived there for a while. Went to K-State, lived there for eight years. Actually came to faith when I was in, in college at K-State. Um, not a K-State fan, as you said. Not really using my degree. Family studies and human services. I don't know. What does one do with that degree? Uh, they would call it an MRS degree. It's a Mrs. degree, so you look for a husband when you're with that. <laughs> so, but somebody so, who's uh, studying that, what would they end up like? What would they look to look to be doing professionally? Uh, it's basically it's a stepping stone to go do like family and uh, and marriage therapy stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um. So that's that's a little bit more of the background. You loved basketball. Loved basketball. Basketball your, did not love me. Till your body broke broke down. Immediately. You are how old? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So you, so you're not even thirty. <laughs> not even thirty. <laughs> Haven't been running for a couple of years. I'm not. Literally, this is a this is a a silly fact that I can throw out. I have spent half of my life on crutches at at least once a year. This is all of this information that we're relaying to you right now is important because this is who is hosting this. This uh, you're you're a Renaissance man. Um, you've lived <laughs> in so many different places, and your family is spread out throughout the world. And we are grateful for you. But we thought today would be a great day for those listening to get to know Matt at, at even a deeper level. And you're getting ready to go on a little vacation time with family. Um, and so I thought, why not just have a little bit of a reflection for Matt to tell us what are some things that God's been teaching you? And maybe I just ask you some questions as we go along. The, the reason this is important, too, is because, you know, not everything has to be here. I've studied this and let me relay it to you. Sometimes we can really learn from one another when we just ask, what is God teaching you? And what are you going to do about it? I like that with discipleship, mm -hmm. like for um, people in our hub or that I'm close with. It's like, what's God teaching you and what are you doing about it? Yep. And so uh, over the last year, I mean, you guys you guys moved here from Manhattan after you were you were leading, helping to lead a, uh, a house church movement in Manhattan called Ichthus. And then when the pandemic hit, you guys after shortly after the pandemic hit, you guys moved to to Wichita mm -hmm. and um, served with us, and then are now working with us. And so that's that's just been an awesome thing. And getting to know you, if you don't know Matt, here's what I'd say: um, he reads a lot of books. He has a lot of viewpoints. <laughs> he will share them with you. He will debate with you. And it won't be personal. It'll be because he really wants to know the truth and he wants to be decisive and conclusive and he wants that to be uh, the convictions that lead him. And when he's wrong, he will admit it to you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm still hung up on you calling me a renaissance man <laughs> for living in three cities in, in Kansas. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think the rest of that is, 
whatever is uh, not too flattering is right. There's a little bit of you got to bloviate a little bit for the people. So, so Matt, tell us what have you been learning? What what's something you've been learning this last year? Um, I would say there are a couple things that really stick out. You said it's not just information being passed, so now I have to dig. As uh, a friend of mine would say, uh, 18 inches down from the head. Yeah. You are that friend. <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, has has been, has prof- profoundly been uh, shown to me is that ministry and uh, just life in general, living on mission, whether you're, you're, you are vocational or not, uh, ministry is always service, which was one of one of a conver- one of the conversations you and I had, um, and that's just been uh, pretty significant for for me over the last couple months is is to recognize that there's there's a lot in me that um, either wants credit or wants to be seen. And also knows that I want credit and don't, and I want to be seen, so I want to shove that aside. So I almost have this like self-defeating aspect of it. But just even the recognition that like none of what we do in the church, none of what we do on earth as we follow Jesus, really has anything to do with us other than we are uh, we are the vessels, uh, the the ambassadors, as Paul would say. Um, God's given us gifts. He's given us unique um, opportunities and lives, and, and He loves us, and, and He cares about, and He's knit us in our mother's womb. All of those things, but really, at the end of the day, um, if I'm focused on myself at all, I'm kind of missing the mark, which is a really, really challenging thing to do. Hmm. Um, but I don't think you probably need to be reminded of that, or maybe you do. Maybe you do a really good job of that. Uh, I think pride is a constant, you know, yeah. reminder, you know, humility and the pursuit of humility um, over pride. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So just even thinking of like, yeah, and having, having the opportunity to, to teach at times, to go stand in front of people, to preach, to lead discussions, to do any of that stuff. Because the things that I am passionate about that I'm focused on, they, they do centralize around around what is true how does this point to jesus uh what are the things that are deviating from truth stuff like that so i find myself frequently almost out of a uh, like an overflow of of the heart of conviction just like exploding and like no we need to talk about this and so when i find myself talking sometimes i have to remind myself like why am i talking if people are looking at me i'm also sarcastic i like to joke around i like to poke fun at specifically you um but when eyes are on me i have to stop and go okay is this for is this for me or am i serving and trying to love others which is a challenge yeah that so i that's very true of of you that's you know once you have something that hits you right you whether you read it or hear it or um or in prayer over it you know you are not shy about um, communicating it and 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 that's you're you you have like kind of that gift of when a when a prophet has been given a, a, you know the the word of the Lord or whatever you know in Scripture 
there's a confidence with that that's like this is what the, this is what God says. Let it be what it is. Let it lay and feel the full weight of it and all of that kind of stuff. I would say that's a that's a big passion of yours in, in the way that you teach and preach and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, thanks. Yes. When, when you get that misaligned, then it turns into yeah arguing for for the sake of arguing. I'd say the second thing that comes to my mind when you ask that question is, uh, what convictions are mine versus what convictions uh, I've kind of just adopted mm. because um, I do have a profound respect for people who, who take the Bible very seriously, um, who have shown <coughs> uh, who have shown with their lives that they, they have been faithful to the word, that have loved people well. Um, so when I read or listen to someone, um, that would fit under those, those characteristics, I, I tend to, instead of like adopting the, the things that I respect about them, sometimes I adopt all of their views. So then I go to, I get excited about something and I, I will go to bat for something that hasn't necessarily been internalized as a Mm. conviction for me. doesn't mean it's not my conviction. It just means that I haven't internalized it yet. And sometimes it means... Maybe this isn't. This is kind of small potatoes. This isn't my actual conviction. Yeah. Uh, on a on a specific topic. Maybe let that be a a hill that I don't die on. Gotcha. What What do you think you have? What have you learned when it comes to um, just the relationships? I mean, you guys moved mm-hmm. from Manhattan and you uprooted. Uh, you know, close community. Mm-hmm. And so I know there was a period of time that was, that was kind of difficult because it's like the community that you were moving into with us was, uh, different. And, and so getting adjusted to that, what have you learned? Like when it comes to community and going from one place to the next and, um, that's a, that's a good question. Thanks. You thought of it <laughs> while we were talking. <laughs> Um, I think a, a a big one is that friendships and and deep relationships don't happen accidentally. Um, wow! So Listen to that nugget of truth. That was good. <laughs> it didn't feel that profound. Um, but where we were at, it was mostly college students, so we had a lot of concentrated time with people, and you sort of where we were at kind of you were just stuck with people you were stuck with to some degree at a Mm -hmm. certain point so the people we got really close to we didn't necessarily take the approach we have a bunch of things in common with these people it was we have unity in the spirit we all believe in jesus we put our faith in him now we need to kind of figure out how to love one another well Mm -hmm. so when we moved down here i mean we moved during the pandemic too so everything was in disarray uh, just as a society so um, I don't know. It was tough for us initially because um, we had we had been for a while so focused on when somebody new moves into our neck of the woods and someone is interested in, in following Jesus and needs relationships like we would envelop them. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved down here, everybody was in chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that mixed with when you're not in a college town, when people are um, are working 
40 plus hours a week they've got their own families and lives uh there's just not as much of a to direct need almost like you can, mm-hmm. we can almost distract ourselves here i think and as we get older i think we can kind of distract ourselves we can get distracted by our jobs by our families by our kids extracurricular activities all that stuff so it was kind of challenging for us to to really force our way into lives and that's what it felt like for a little bit was trying to force our way into lives and that's kind of i mean to not beat around the the bush at all like i think that's kind of what i did even with the with the church to some degree mm-hmm. was like travis i'm here i want to talk about this stuff how do i get into conversations mm-hmm. and then you'd be like oh, okay talk <laughs> yeah so um that was a that was a big thing it's just also it's 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 hard to bounce from one community to another and we kind of had the idea that um we were going to stay in one spot and try and be faithful where we were at until god closed all the doors and we didn't think that was ever going to happen, and it felt like God kind of closed all of the doors and then some other doors that we didn't know existed. Mm. So we'd obviously had a connection with the district for since before you guys planted, mm-hmm. just because of our uh, family and just Anna's background with you guys. Um, so we were we kind of made the decision, we need to be a part of a church, we need to serve, and it makes sense for us to, to move down here. So That's cool. Yeah, that just that idea of um, friendship and relationship not being something that can happen accidentally. Mm-hmm. It's got to be intentional. There has to be effort put in, and um, that is huge. Because I think it's, I mean a lot of people expect relationships to be easy, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we remember relationships when we were kids. Yeah, where like where you just made friends with the kid at the playground who just was playing like yep. you show up and you're all, you're both playing. So you're best friends immediately. Mm-hmm. And then as you, then you, you get older, you almost have that expectation that you'll just kind of click naturally with whoever is in your vicinity. And when that doesn't happen, it can be kind of, um, um, it, it can almost, it can almost like just leave you <laughs> paralyzed in a sense. And, yeah. Uh, definitely lonely and all that kind of stuff. So, so to just run with the expectation that any relationship or friendship that is good in my life is because there's effort put in mm-hmm. and it's okay to expect that and to know that that's going to be necessary for those relationships to be healthy. And uh, it's, it's funny. I, I don't think evil is accidental and I don't think healthy relationships are accidental. I don't think they happen just, willy-nilly and and super easy i think it takes some effort and some intentionality in order to make them healthy mm-hmm. and and good so yeah i agree <coughs> um let's let me ask you uh this is kind of an abstract question if someone hangs out is, is hanging out with you for you know a week straight and they're just kind of shadowing you oh gosh <laughs> what do you think they walk away observing about Matt Cantrell? They're just not self-aware. That you're not I'm just self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I could I could hedge my bets on answering that question. What would they walk away? Yeah, what would they say? Like, here's what it's like being just around him. Again, not necessarily they're walking away with information or or like this is what he taught me, but like this is what I caught and observed around Matt 
you know oh i don't have any idea how to answer that question that's a good question i maybe um maybe i i would think what people probably observe if if you're listening to this right now or you've listened to any of these other like podcast episodes or you've interacted with me or travis i think um the way that i would describe myself is if there are there are three levels to a person one is uh lighthearted and kind of silly maybe sarcastic and then the se- the second level would be kind of like just talking about things that are going around like going on around us kind of like talk and shop or um what's a small talk and then mm-hmm. the base level like the deepest level would be uh like conversations of depth of intimacy of thoughtfulness um i would say that i fluctuate between the top level which i think this is why i said you also travis would be like this between the top level of like sarcasm joking around and then very quickly skipping over that middle layer and getting very deep back and forth so i would say that 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 kind of is the fingerprint that i feel like i i leave on most conversations or my interactions with people where it's like it's very very lighthearted and at the same time uh we also just talked about something that is that has great depth to it so hopefully that would be how someone would describe me beyond that i don't I don't have any idea. Hopefully a degree of lightheartedness, not taking myself too seriously, um, but taking other people's lives seriously. I think, I think, I think that's, see, it's funny. You said you had no idea how to answer that. And then you immediately answered that. You probably were trying to be uh, humble or maybe falsely humble did i fail at that no you did great i would agree i think that you i just felt like if i said lack of self-awareness then no matter what i said would fit no i feel like if you're you know just being around you you are yeah you definitely are lighthearted and funny and fun loving um but at the same time you i i almost feel like you don't do small talk you do fun fun loving like jokes and stuff like that or you do really deep you know, uh, let's talk theology or identity issue or like philosophy of ministry and, you know, that, that kind of thing. I mean, that's, Hmm. I feel like that's the air that you breathe and I think that's good. I think think it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a great air to be in. I mean, if you, if you don't know Matt, you got to get to know Matt because just, I mean, this just walk out to me and ask me about the weather. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus follower through and through. I think I think when when you converted and you decided to follow Jesus, I think the timing of it and and cuz you're you're what would be considered kind of a later conversion in college, right? Yeah, I think I was about <clears throat> I would have been 19. And I don't know I just you, you this is the other thing about you I think you're just dedicated to the mission of God in your life in your family's life like you and Anna both are just dedicated to the mission of God and I and I and I just know you both as Jesus followers and so just being around you guys I mean you guys are the center of your life is Jesus and I think that that's not always I think I don't think that that's necessarily I don't want to say this without like alienating anybody but like it's it's not common 
to find people whose lives are centered on Jesus. That's our pursuit and our goal. And I hope that's true of, you know, of me and Nicole and our lives, you know, but like to find people who like, man, at the center of their existence is this following Jesus lifestyle. So I think you guys exemplify that. I think it's in your parenting and your marriage and the way that you lead and all of that kind of stuff. So thanks. We should do this with Anna. It just would be better if you had knees. Yeah. <laughs> and there's those two levels, right? <laughs> well, thank you. This. Yeah. Um, let me go to a less abstract question and just more black and white. What have you been reading? Give us some, not drop some books on us. <laughs> if you guys don't know, how many books have you read this year? Do you know? No. But a lot. Do audiobooks count? That's a great question. We, this is one of those we that need to like ask. A, that the, feels like that kind of answers the question for we you. We need though, to ask our, our listeners if that counts. Um, I would say, here's my take. You want to know my take? No, that doesn't count. Audiobooks do not count as actually reading books. <coughs> Have you read any audiobooks recently? I don't do audiobooks. That I, sounds like you had already decided before I asked you the question because you don't do it. You no, know, I have a reason why. Because, and mine's mine's probably more personal to just my, my opinion. This is my opinion. I cannot, con, like, retain the information that I hear only. I have to, I have to, like, read it and see it and... And I think that you interact with content differently through different senses. So I react differently when I read it than when I hear the same words. But you also aren't, you can't like listen and do something at the same time very well, right? Or can you? Because you're pretty. Are you making fun of my. Well, let me ask you this from a different angle. Of ability? <laughs> Are you saying. Let me ask this from a different <laughs> angle. Uh, does that mean a blind person has never read a book? No, don't go there. Yeah. Don't go there. I'm going to say that audiobooks count cuz the audiobooks that I interact with generally are not like <coughs> the cat in the hat. Can you say like that. that you read an audiobook? Can you say that if 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 this Charlotte's is Web is an audiobook and you don't re- I mean, when you listen to it, you don't you didn't read it. What if so I you read can't a, say I, I read, read Charlotte's Web. If I read a book out loud, did I read the book? If you read the book out loud, yeah, because you read the book out loud. But you can't say that you read Charlotte's Web if you listened how to many, Charlotte's Web. Can I say Web. how many books I listened to? Yes. I don't know how many. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many books I we got. I, we got away from it, but like, tell, what, 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 just give us a few books that you've been reading this last year that really stand out. Um, well, I have a – this was like a self-serving answer. I have a couple books – going right now there's a, a book i've i've tried to start reading a little bit of fiction recently so i've begun to re- refer to myself as a novel guy okay i'm not but i've read two fiction books recently but most of most of the things i read are, are obviously they're more focused on on christianity on jesus on formation of uh of like becoming more committed to Christ, following Jesus, what it looks like to follow Him, um, but also what an interesting book I've been talking talking to you a lot about recently. A guy by the name of Carl Truman. He wrote 
uh, a a long book. It's about 400 pages long. It's called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And then after he finished it, people said, that's really good content. No one's going to read this within the church. So he wrote a, a shorter one, just about 200 pages. It's called Strange New World. And basically what he's asking is, and this is where I'm going to start losing people because it might get a little boring, how did we get to the point that we are at and how we look at and understand the world? So he uses this phrase, um, he, he says, my, my grandfather died in the 90s, he would have never been able to understand this phrase, I am a man trapped in a woman's body. And he says without making any critique of it from the from the outset he says he says how did we become a culture that this is a commonplace statement for some of us and so he goes through these different thinkers over the last hundred years or so you said you were going to um start and say if i got too in the weeds that you would start making an alarm or something well like that. i was close i was getting i was getting closer to it so strange new world which sounds like very good like i mean just um, but but deep content. Yeah, it's fascinating. Going to make you think. Yeah, it's fascinating next to the live no lies stuff because it it really is. It's addressing. <coughs> he's talking about the self, like the modern self, the me within me. It's the right. idea that the truth exists within me uh, externally. There, the that that basically is used to either oppress or repress what is true within me. So when we talk about lies in the flesh from live no lies, that's good. Um, so live no lies. I was also reading. Um, I've read a couple of books because you you signed me up for a couple. You told me you wanted me to read a preaching book, mm-hmm. so I read a preaching book. People that aren't preaching aren't gonna be interested in that. People might be like, "There's preaching books." There are books about <laughs> preaching. You there, preach. if you if you would believe it, there are books about reading and writing books. Also, yeah, that's actually a pretty common. Uh, book uh, you know section you know you go to the bookstore there is a large section of how to read uh, or how to how to like speed read and like how to get into buy- <laughs> but hold on i wanted to make sure that i listed out these books so so people could could hear them strange new world carl truman um live no lies john mark homer went through john that mark one homer. um just give us one more give one more for pe- for the people so they can add to their Wait, I want to find an audio book. Audio book list. uh, Another book I have going right now is called Irreversible Damage. It's not a Christian book. Irreversible Damage, okay. Irreversible Damage is... uh, Well, it kind of fits in in line with the Carl Truman book. Basically, there was a... I think it was a Washington Post uh, editorial not editorial, uh, opinion writer, who she she was looking at these statistics of of teenage girls that were coming out as transgendered and wanted to get um, different treatment, basically. Mm. And, and she was looking at the statistics, and she was like, this is a crazy leap. How did this happen? And so she starts addressing and asking questions, and she starts interviewing, like, hundreds of different people. Um, and it's... She, She's basically she's asking the question: Why is this hitting our our young women like like a tidal wave? And so it's a really fascinating look at that. Lots of books about the (coughs) (laughs) 
two out of the three anyway, toward what's going on with the transgender movement is where, but that maybe that's just an example of some of the philosophy and uh, theology, not what, not that book in particular, but just kind of a cultural look. So that just tells you about Matt, that, that right there tells you about Matt Cantrell because that's deeper stuff, uh, meaningful and important stuff, but you're not going to wade into um, waters of, um, just I don't I don't know normalcy I guess <laughs> when it comes to what you read I mean really I mean if you if you want to be challenged in what you're reading and taking in you should ask Matt for even a, a more exhaustive list of things that he's been reading because you're always up on that you have Matt has been evangelizing me on the the rise and fall of the modern self mm-hmm. for a while I have it on my. 2023 book list that I'm going to be going over um, and so I will be reading that one Not a Strange New World I'm not going to do the condensed version I'm going to go the, the full Rise and Fall of the Modern well, Self I, then you wouldn't say that I've actually read it because I listened to it well then you listen to it we got more honest here so those are those are good what are the fiction books you didn't tell us the titles of the fiction books um, I read Brave New World, which is not the same as Strange New World. It's by Aldous Huxley. Okay. It's like, you know, people talk about 1984 yep. by uh, oh my, uh, George Orwell. Yep. Basically like this authoritarian, this was what was predicted, I think he wrote it in like the 30s or the, like the 40s around World War II and said, 1984 said basically we will be under the heavy strict rule of the government big brother we won't be allowed to do anything aldous huxley who is either his student or his teacher i don't remember they had some sort of like literary discipleship Hmm. and aldous huxley kind of said no let's let's look at it this way and he basically said that uh the society in the future is one that is uh basically rampant uh chase after your own pleasure your own truth whatever you want and so the saying that people, uh, I've, I've heard a number of times, this is what made me want to read it, is what we were expecting was the society of 1984 where we're all locked and we're kind of like pawns of, of the government um, and we're under its rule. Like now, what, what we wanted, what we thought was 19, what we were going to get was 1984, what we got is Brave New World. So we're basically all drunk with pleasure and being mm. able to choose whatever we want. Hmm. That's fascinating. That was one I read. Uh, it's called A Day in the Life of... Ivan Denisovich, which this is I jumped into the deep end, didn't I, when I decided I was going to read fiction. It's by uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Okay. Who was in the gulags Mm -hmm. during, or the gulag uh, during World War II in the Soviet Union, and he wrote about, as as a fiction based upon his own experience, what it was like to be in a, a work camp. And then I heard about the word Kafka-esque from The Office. Yeah. Michael Scott says, who's Kafka-esque? I don't, I don't know that person. And really, it's like a genre of literature, so I wanted to read his. I have no idea what's going on in that one. Very, very good. That's a great book list. Also, I read a book called Blitzed Drugs in the Third Reich last year. Fascinating. Hitler was on drugs. 
again, I think that people are getting a real good uh, taste of Matt Cantrell today, and I'm, I'm grateful for that because uh, – I don't like the foot that I put forward. <laughs> <laughs> just on just on reading list alone, it's fascinating. Um, I'm going to challenge you in 2023 to read something that's so uh, – it's, it's going to be fiction. Well, but I like read Star Wars. Or read something that's like. This is. I just thought Star Wars was. There's. A book. There's no. I mean, they wrote, they write them in books too. I mean, it's just, it started out as a script, so get get it in book form. Read something like that that has, and then make no parallels to current governments, future no. governments, <laughs> past governments. What's the point? Read something that's just read Charlotte's Web. We mentioned it earlier. I think there was a bit of prophecy in us mentioning it earlier. I don't want to read Charlotte's Read Charlotte's Web or something along those lines. Matt, this has been enlightening and helpful. Fahrenheit 451. It's where they burn books because you're not supposed to read like specific books. I got it. Yep, that's what you said. Luckily for you, they can't burn any of the books you read because you listen to them on your device. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can't burn the ears. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Matt, we appreciate you. We love you. I hope that as you've been listening to this, you you have taken something as Matt has processed through what he's learning, what he's reading, um, and and just realizing, I mean, a couple of things that just kind of hit me as we talked. One, um, friendship and relationship don't happen by accident. Um, two, I, I always love and respect the way that you, uh, better yourself through your own, like, uh, study. You're not someone that someone has to force to or tell to, or be pointed to study you. You're a learner, a voracious learner. And I think that's contagious to people around you. And it's, it's on my list for 2023. So, um, I appreciate that about you and, Look forward to the way that you keep influencing and impacting people and helping people through conversations that we've had through this, through this podcast. Also, if you didn't know, you can check out uh, our blog at thedistrictchurchwichita.com because Matt is a prolific author on Voracious, prolific. Voracious, prolific, renaissance man, (laughs) writing blogs on the website. So go check those out too. Um, maybe, maybe if you haven't gotten, uh, your, your reading list set or a book that you're going to be in, go read the blog and check out things that Matt's been putting on the blog. That'll be really helpful to you. So with that being said, I want to thank our co-host and our guest today for letting us interview him, Matt Cantrell. We pray that you have a great vacation and we look forward to ministry when you get back. Thank you. See you guys.